Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Author Sherry Show. My name is Author Sherry, and I work as a renowned public speaking coach and TEDx speakers coach in India. I'm on a mission to create one million public speakers in India by 2030, and that's the reason I've created a platform, MS Talks India, where we give opportunity to the aspiring and established orators to come and share their real life experience and their workshops or stories brooks today we have a very special guest all the way from sydney australia is with us if i start telling you about this man he has been an outstanding achiever in his field in the corporate boardroom business seminar or the conference venue grant inspires in everyone a desire to change and then shows them how to do so his authentic yet powerful way guides people through their surface story into the real issues hidden below. As a corporate and workplace trainer, he creates an environment where people implement positive changes in the room, not just gather more information about the problem. He specializes in developing high-performance leaders for the VUCA world. VUCA stands for volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. As a leadership mentor and executive coach, Grant helps you reduce stress and workplace conflict by increasing social and emotional intelligence and neuro-leadership capabilities. As the founder and CEO of People Builders, Grant trains coaches, consultants, corporate trainers, human resource and learning and development professionals around the globe to provide the best outcomes possible for any individual or organization. He is an emotional intelligence speaker and recently rewarded as a trainer of the year award which is a very prestigious award into this field so ladies and gentlemen let's welcome our special guest for the day none other than from sydney australia it's grand herbert grand welcome to the author sherry show you're live on the screen it's a pleasure to have you with us it's a pleasure to be here thank you sherry good to see you all right, Grant. Uh, so we will start with the favorite question. What is your favorite song? My favorite song, or one of my favorite songs, is by REM, and it's called Everybody Hurts. All right. Let me play that song for a few seconds for you. Night is yours All right. 
right. Amazing. It's a good one. It is because everyone does hurt, you know, and, and we're human. You know, we all hurt sometimes, and that's okay. To st- I hurt, right? It's okay to say that you hurt sometimes. Perfect. So, what's your favorite quote, Grant? If I ask about uh, your favorite quote, what will be that? Yeah, my favorite quote's an easy one, and it was by Eleanor Roosevelt, and okay. it is, "What other people think of you is none of your business." What other people think of you is none of your business. Wow. That's as simple and as authentic as you are. Exactly. <laughs> super, super. So Grant, uh, you you have been doing some phenomenal work in the area of emotional intelligence across the world, and uh, you have also shown your footprints in India. I've been working phenomenally with the uh, different coaches, trainers, and a uh, lot of companies and corporates where you are contributing a lot for the success of their corporate executives and CXOs. tell us something about the current situation going on as you know that uh, we all are quarantined due to covid-19 what are your thoughts on the current situation with covid-19 yeah fantastic so look the thing is i've just got off a call for example right now i've just been working with a a great bunch of leaders from uh, corporate organizations in uh, bangladesh uh I've done several of these calls in different countries because we're going to do things differently right now and and use uh online. Um the key thing that I'm seeing right now is people are operating out of an emotion of fear rather than an emotion of faith, an emotion of focus, an emotion that's going to take them, you know, beyond COVID-19. Um look my personal thoughts are that we will come through this and we'll be stronger. And I do understand though that by the work that I do that when people get into the emotional brain and they stuck in the emotional brain then they can only see what's happening right now and 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 you know the challenges that are happening. So for me the other thing that I'm seeing is people are uh, not able to uh, focus. So one of the things that I'm doing right now is helping individuals and organizations to just look at the next 90 days to pivot in the next 90 days so that we can both survive and grow going into you know the next period of time so that's what i'm experiencing what i'm doing right now uh with covid-19 all right so uh, as you said rightly that uh, you know people sometimes don't understand what's going on for their emotions so uh, what do you think that uh, how should they use the emotions effectively to actually navigate this issue of covid-19 or in simple way you know how should people manage their emotions effectively in such a turbulent time where people are you know quarantined at home they cannot go out and we all are missing the you know basic atmosphere or the privileges we used to enjoy what are your views on that yeah great so emotional intelligence is all around um you know it's an ability of being aware of what your emotion is and being able to know that in the moment. So right here now, what what's the emotion I'm going through and what's the effect it's having on my thinking and on my self-talk and therefore on my behavior. And then being able to use that to manage your response to that thought, that behavior, that sorry, that uh, that emotion. So the first thing that we need to do right now is we need to allow the emotion to happen. If there's something that I see way too often 
is people being encouraged to stop being so emotional. You know, we are emotional beings. That's the way we are created. That's the way we operate. So if we suppress or stifle the emotion, then it's going to back up and it's going to keep all our attention in our brain and we're going to have reactions because of that. So the first thing is acknowledge it. And that's where emotional intelligence becomes so important and because you've got to understand what the emotion is. You see, <clears throat> there's about 2,000 roughly words in the English language alone to describe an emotion that we could be going through in the moment. You know, and we use about six or 10. We're either happy or we're sad or we're angry or frustrated or whatever the ones are that you use. So we've got to be able to really recognize, okay, what's the real emotion that I'm going through here? So that's the first part of it. The second then is to be able to then bring it out of the emotional brain up into the logical brain so that we make a logical response rather than an emotional reaction to what's going on. And that's the key from going from fear to faith. Does that make sense? That creates a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense, you know, rather than creating uh, you know, an emotional reaction, create an emotional response. Yeah. I think uh, that sums up very much about the intelligence part. Because, uh, you know, as we say that communication is more about the conscious competence. And this is very similar to what we are talking about here. So that is some great input from you, Grant. I would like to move on by asking you that what, why do you think that uh, social importance is, uh, is important, social intelligence is important in our lives? And actually, what is social and uh, emotional intelligence and why actually it, it is affecting our lives in today's time, especially when we all are working 12 hours, 14 hours, and we all are stressed. What do yeah. you think? What is the role of emotional intelligence? Fantastic. So if I can just, uh, you know, answer your few quickly. Um, if we look at social and emotional intelligence, a lot of people have heard of emotional intelligence. They might have read, you know, Daniel Goleman's book back in the in, in, in the late 90s or, or whatever, and they've heard of it. Uh, and there's a lot of people in the coaching and training uh, fraternity who have a little bit of knowledge around what emotional intelligence is. But social intelligence is where it goes beyond us. So putting the two together, social and emotional intelligence <clears throat> is the ability to be aware of our own emotions and the emotions of others in the moment. And then to use that information to manage yourself and manage your relationships. So let me just break that down for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. So first thing we've got to realize it's an ability. So it's a set of learned skills. It's not something we're born with or not born with. It's a set of learned skills. So it doesn't matter what age you are, what stage of life you're in, what you do for a living, what your socioeconomic environment is, you can learn these skills and incrementally grow them, all right? So the second thing and the big key here is that emotional intelligence is about knowing about self. Social intelligence is about knowing what might be going on in the other person. And I'll talk about that in a moment. 
And then the key is in the moment. So not how do you handle your emotions uh, generally or, or something so general as that. It's right here, right now, as I said, what's the emotion that you're going through? And when we can do that, we can then look at patterns. So for example, if we look at the negative emotions that everyone talks about. So let's, let's take fear, like for example. So if I'm feeling fearful, that could be up here. But if we can know more about ourselves emotionally and be able to check in, and that's what I do is teach people how to do that. And, and we can work out well, what's the emotion here and here and here before I get to fear, then we can get on top of and regulate those lesser energetically, what speaking, uh, emotions first. So what are the emotions you're going through that lead you to being fearful? So that's that's the emotional intelligence. And then it's the to use that information to manage yourself and manage your relationship. So that manage is the key word there. So as I said, it's not about getting rid of the emotion. They're required. They're there as cues and clues and part of a strategy, part of a process for us to live and, and, and be safe and, and do what we do, right? So what we're doing is we're managing the response to the emotion and we're managing our relationships. So social intelligence is all about those, and I don't like this term, but I'm gonna use it because we all use it. It's the soft skills. It's those skills like communication and teamwork and collaboration and conflict resolution and management, those sort of skills. It's being able to remain emotionally intelligent yourself work out what might be going on in the other person, be curious and show empathy and work with the other person and sort of go, hey, uh, Sherry, right now, you know, for example, I might be going, so right now I'm just feeling like you, you, you know, I'm sensing you might feel a little bit frustrated. Can you tell me about that? So it's not saying he's frustrated and going, that's what's actually happening. It's being interested in what's going with the other person emotionally. And, and, and hey, you need to stop me right now. I could go all day talking about it, but that's <laughs> why it's so important right now is that there's a lot of emotion and negative emotion and, and, and upheaval going on in people's lives. Whenever you introduce change, and for some people even saying the word change, it has a neurological effect that creates overwhelm. But when there's so much change going on like there is right now, it's so important right now for us to get on top of our emotions and our emotional regulation. I hope that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense and uh, very valid points shared by you that in this uh, difficult situation right now, it is so important to manage your emotions, to use the uh, responses as per your emotion and to understand thyself so that we can actually increase the ability to understand more about ourselves. And then, as you said, social intelligence, knowing about others and creating the response accordingly. I think uh, these were some wonderful inputs given by you. So Grant, uh, do you think that there are some practical strategies which you can share? Because I believe that uh, uh, there are certain strategies which anybody can apply in their life or at workplace, which can help them to immediately realize and sense, hey, I'm not using the EQ right now and I got to use it so that I can have the situation in my favor. What are your views on that? Definitely. To do that, I'm just going to grab a friend. All right. So here's our friend. This is our brain. 
Now, if I pull it apart, we've got two hemispheres of the brain. Now, I just want to give you very quickly a little bit of neuroscience 101 because we need to know this so that we can know how it works. So we've got the brain stem and then up at the top of the brain stem, this area here, just in front of the cerebellum, is our limbic brain, our emotional brain. And it contains a couple of little thermostats, I like to call them, warning signals called the amygdala. And also in there, there's a hippocampus where our long-term memory is stored, etc. Then on the outside, we've got this thin layer of gray matter called the neocortex. And the front area of that is the prefrontal cortex, right? Which is at the, just behind the forehead here. So what happens is as the data comes in via the thalamus into the limbic system, the thalamus distributes that same information to the limbic brain, to the amygdala, and to the neocortex, prefrontal cortex. Now, if the amygdala senses that there is something that we need to be fearful, some sort of danger, what it does, it goes, warning, warning, danger, Will Robinson, and it cuts off all the slow thinking going to the logical brain, to the neocortex, to the prefrontal cortex. And then what happens is it traps it all in there and we don't have an opportunity to think about it logically, so we react emotionally. Now, this happens particularly if it's linked to some sort of emotional memory, some sort of highly charged uh, experience emotionally. All right, so that's the first thing. So let me give you a tactic, a strategy around that. So you've all heard of count to 10. So if you just want to just, just relax, count to 10, give yourself some space, say goose fraba, whatever it is for you. Now, I thought that was just to give you some space, some space to be out of the situation so you don't react. So you might be having a conversation with someone and it's getting to the point where you just want to reach out and have a conversation with that person in a different manner. So yes, it is to give you that space, but here's, here's the key. I love this. I'm a neuroscience nerd. The key is that counting is a logical process. So what it actually does, it lights up the neocortex. It lights up the area of the brain that makes your logical decisions. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to make sure that we ask ourselves what questions and how questions, because they are logical questions. So if we can feel ourselves going down into the emotion, let's say we're going, we're starting to feel fearful about, you know, COVID-19. What we can do then is instead of going, oh, why is this happening? Oh, why are we locked down? Why questions will invoke the emotional part of our brain. So to avoid what Goldman called then the amygdala hijack, and it's not quite true. We've learned more about the brain since then, but let's just look at it that. It's get back up into my logical brain. So what we can do is ask ourselves, what is the emotion I'm going through right now? And then how is that affecting my self-talk? So we're doing an exercise that's giving us the space, 
but it's also bringing us back up into the logical brain. When we are looking at a situation, we're going to put it in the perspective. So what's the worst thing that could happen here? What's the best thing that can happen here? What's one thing that I could do to make that best thing happen? So we, the strategy that I've explained there is about getting out of the emotional brain after we have recognized the emotion and bringing it up into the logical brain. Hopefully that makes sense for people. I can see some comments there. People are thinking it's great. Hopefully that made sense. Wow, wow. I think uh, it's been very long. I have spent some good time here in this industry, but I have never come across anyone, Grant, and take it as a compliment. I have never, never come across anyone explaining EQ in such an authentic manner. Thank and you. That was a great explanation. Fabulous. Can I tell you why? Says, Sorry. Yeah. Can I yeah, tell you ahead. why it's really easy for me to do that? It's not just my, you know, my many, many years of training and, and, and the fact that I'm a master trainer coach and all those sort of things. It's that I had none. I didn't have any EQ or SEQ is, is social emotions. I didn't have any, right? So my own journey going from what I call my own journey of imperfection, you know, I tell people all the time, yes, I might be an emotional intelligence speaker and trainer of the year and I travel the world and all that sort of stuff, but I'm a work in progress in wow. implementing what I teach every day. So Incredible. thank you for the compliment. Incredible, you know, that stands the highest form of authenticity that city that you know, been there, done that. In fact, I want to use a few lines in Hindi if you allow me. Yes, uh, I'll explain you. So, I've heard a lot about you, but I've met you today and I've found you more than that. <laughs> super, okay. super. So, this is some great information you have shared by using the prop of brain. And this reminds me to the, uh, actually connects me to that favorite talk on brain. Uh, I, I don't know if you have watched that TED talk, you know, that was fabulous. And that just connects me to there. You know, you're simply, uh, you know, just connected me to there. Great explanation on emotional intelligence. I'm sure the viewers watching this live broadcast are actually getting so much of value. And Grant is just delivering outstanding value here in this interview. Thank you very much, Grant, once again. I'm uh, moving on to the next question, which is connected to how actually, though you have answered a bit, uh, but I want you to uh, be a little elaborative that how you feel that actually people can apply those skills. As you mentioned that you are a work in progress person yourself. So how do you feel that uh, people can actually develop emotional intelligence and social intelligence? Because there's a scarcity of this thing, especially in a country like India, where people are you know, very furious. They get furious so early, they don't understand each other. In fact, that is so common, which gives birth to a lot of fights, road rages, etc. So what are your views on that? Yeah, fantastic. So first, I'm going to do my best to draw this in the air. I would normally draw this on a, on a flip chart or on my iPad. Um, so for me, the first thing is, as I said before, it's about getting a bigger vocabulary around emotions, you know, instead of just going with the ones of, you know, oh, I'm angry or I'm this or, or whatever. Um, <clears throat> because here's the thing. We know when we're angry. We know when we're frustrated. We know when we're anxious. Those ones that are strong and they are, you know, higher level emotions, right? But what we want to do is we want to learn the patterns for us that gets us to that emotion. 
So I like to do it this way. And if I'm working with a client, I draw this out on the board and I'll, I'll draw out a journey to the top of a mountain, which might have a big drop at the other end. And I love how the top of these big mountains that have lookouts on them, they have this little fence, which is about this high. So it's a deterrent. Um, you can climb over it if you wanted to. But see, that is when we've lost control at the top of the cliff face. So the first thing we want to do is we want to recognize the pattern. So we need to know more about the emotions we go through of what leads me to get angry, what leads me to get fearful. So, for example, um, you know, if I am having a conversation with someone and I'm confused because it looks like they're not understanding what I'm saying, they're, they're misinterpreting what I'm saying. And then I might go from confused then to feeling misunderstood. And then I might feel a little bit frustrated because I'm not being able to get through to them. And then I might get a bit annoyed. And you can hear by my voice, I'm doing this on purpose. The emotion's getting stronger. I'm getting annoyed because they're just not listening to me. I'm not getting heard. And then I'm angry. And you know, when I'm angry, you know, I turn green and my clothes don't fit anymore. Um, like the Incredible Hulk. So the key there is to be able to recognize the emotions and practice that. You know, one of the things that I, one of the exercises I do right back in the self-awareness in the first quadrant and in the first uh, competency of emotional self-awareness, I get people to go through a 24 hour period in a day and stop and go, what's the emotion I'm going through right now? Because we don't do that. No one's taught us to do that before. And recognize that and then be able to recognize if that changes what, what, what happened between there and there to make that change. So we recognize those those patterns. So that's the that's the first thing. The second thing is we actually need to get this training. You know, in my corporate career, I had none. I didn't know there was such a thing. And I can see the effects of it and the uh, challenges it created in my career. But it wasn't until I actually went and got some formalized training. And you can just start off by reading a book and that's great. Um, but what I suggest people do, if they're serious about it, if it's something that is actually, uh, you know, holding them back, you know, it reminds me of, uh, you know, a story that I've heard of a, a young man walking down the beach in India and he comes across this older gentleman who's got a dog and this dog is wailing and making this horrible noise. And the young guy says to the older gentleman, sir, please tell me, why is your dog making that noise? And he says, well, He's sitting on a nail. The young guy looks at him perplexed and says, sir, why doesn't he just get off the nail? And the old learned gentleman says to him, well, obviously, young man, it's only hurting him enough to make a noise about it. It's not hurting him enough to get off the nail, to do something about it. So what I'm saying there is before anyone will take a real journey of emotional intelligence training, they need to have been going through enough pain for it to get them off their rusty dusty, as I call it, and get on with it. And then you need, my last thing on it, you need an environment that has two things. You need support so that you can incrementally grow these new skills. And I don't know about you, but in my corporate career, they might send me on a training. And then when I got back, they expected me to be, um, okay, you went on that training. You must know how to do that now. But because our brain has certain patterns, we've got to rewire it. So we need over a period of time. When I work with companies, I work with them for 12 months because it's not a Band-Aid fix. So the second thing we need is accountability. 
we need someone or an environment that has people that will keep us accountable for what we say we're going to change, what we're going to do. All right? One of the things that you know, most of the work that we do in People Builders is based around developing people's social and emotional intelligence. So you can get formalized training uh, around that. And then it's about okay. practicing, practicing, practicing until it's your new normal. Hopefully that answered so you. I, yeah. Incredible, incredible explanation. I just love the way you have uh, given us a lucid explanation about how uh, social intelligence and emotional intelligence work and how actually people in their lives can adopt the skill. And as you rightly mentioned, Grant, that you know you are giving these trainings to people. So tell us something. Are you offering these programs uh, online, offline? Are you offering these programs in India because you're in Australia? Viewers might be thinking that how maybe you know they will reach out to you if they want to enroll for your program. So do you offer any programs here in India? Yeah, so we do. Um, and and for the last four years now, I've been I think I've been in India uh, eleven times now in the last four years. Oh, um, that's awesome. That, that all came to an abrupt halt. Um, uh, COVID nineteen borders closed, not going anywhere. Um, yeah. I also have an amazing lady down in uh, Chennai in my team, uh, okay. Dr. Rani C. And uh, she has a master's, did her thesis in emotional intelligence, a brilliant trainer and a brilliant coach. So she does some programs there for us. What I'm doing right now is we all need to do, I'm pivoting. So I, I am currently creating the learnings that I would do in a classroom. I'm creating those as a self-paced online course backed up with virtual coaching. We already have, for those who might be interested in doing what I do, we already have a world-class certification that is online, self-paced, backed up with some blended learning around some live calls, some live, uh, we, we do some live coaching days. We've just had to turn that into a virtual event that we're doing, not this Saturday, the one after. And I've just had some amazing people um, from uh, Delhi, uh, go through that training and just just finish that training uh, as well. So there's many ways that you can do it. I suppose um, just to, to finish it off for you. Look, if people just connect with me, um, and yeah. I hear it a little bit because I, I I never want to be in a situation where I'm just selling something. I, I've got this yeah. thing to sell you. Um, yeah. Because I need to know a little bit about their story first. But definitely, um, I have programs that can help people. And I'm just tweaking them a little bit so that we can do it without getting on an airplane right now. Incredible. Thanks for sharing uh, all your knowledge and information with us, Grant. I'm sure uh, people who are looking forward uh, for an authority, for someone who's an expert into the field, I think they can reach out to you. And of course, it's not selling. It's about giving and cascading that information, disseminating about the facts because if you want to learn, you got to learn from the best. And I think we are talking here with one of the best in the world. That's Grant Hubbard. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and insights with us. It's been a pleasure to have you here listening to you, listening to your entire explanation. And you have just amazed all of us by giving so much of value in this small 30 minutes of interview. I think uh, that goes to give a round of applause for you from here. Thank you so much. And, and if people want to connect with me, I, I'm, I'm already maxed out. I, I don't know why Facebook doesn't allow us to have 10, 20, 50,000 friends. Um, yeah. But if you, if you go to Instagram and look for Grant R. Herbert, so at Grant R. Herbert, or connect with me on LinkedIn if you're a business person who uses LinkedIn, 
I'm happy for you to connect. And I do a lot of stuff around this. Um, I do a weekly podcast, a weekly YouTube video. There's some resources there that people, if they're just interested in knowing some stuff that's going to help them in their day-to-day life, I, it's there as a gift for them to use. Fantastic, Grant. Fantastic. I think uh, anyone who is looking for some information or looking for uh, you know quick scoops of learning on EQ and SEQ, watch out for the podcast. Follow Grant Albert on LinkedIn, YouTube, and all the social media handles. So, Grant, one last quick question from you: What is your key message for all of us at Talks community? Fantastic. So, I'm going to do it in context of what we're in right now and particularly there in India where you're in lockdown so the big message that I'm getting across to my clients all around the world right now is to focus on the 90-day chunk that we're in right now so focus on April May June keep the big picture goals of what we thought it was going to look like prior to COVID, keep those up there, but let's just focus on what we can do now in the next 90 days. Coming out of not fear, but coming out of faith, faith in your own ability, faith in the ability of the other people that make decisions for you. You know, there's no government person on the planet that will make every decision perfectly because we are an imperfect being all of us. I would not like to be a president or prime minister of any country right now. That's not what God gifted me to do, let me tell you. So focus on what you can do. Look at what's the next thing that I can do and bring the focus in so that we don't have overwhelm. That would be my uh, you know, thing for you right now. And hey, we together as you said, we're in a VUCA world. Things have changed. This is unprecedented times. We need to band yeah. together. And the last thing I'll say is we need to stop consuming and start creating. Wow. Consuming media, social media, conspiracy theories. Apparently, this is all the last thing I heard. It's all to do with Bill Gates. Well, I, stop consuming that stuff. Start creating yeah. beyond COVID-19. I better be quiet now. I could go on all day. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Grant, for giving us your key message. I'm sure uh, we are all listening to you and all the viewers watching this live telecast will be happy to receive this beautiful message from you. That Stay safe and stay positive. So, Grant, we'll take quick questions now before we uh, finally say goodbye to everybody. Uh, we have questions coming in in the comment section. I request all the viewers to please ask specific questions uh, grant will be answering you here uh, you know not in detail but uh, in the brevity so the first question i'm taking on the screen is what do you do when your heart says something and mind says something else how do you decide which one to go for and i think that's, that's a brilliant question that is a fantastic question so very quickly we have three brains we've got a head brain a heart brain and a gut brain. So our gut feelings and our heart feelings are very much data that we need to consider. However, what we need to do is filter them through the logical brain. 
So if your heart says, now here's, here's a classic example. Who's ever been in love and you just don't, anything, logic goes out the window, I just go with my heart. And if you just go with your heart alone, you're going to have problems sometimes. So my answer to you is simply, let's just listen to the heart and filter it through the logical part of our brain. Listen to the heart and filter it through your mind and the brain. Fantastic, great. Uh, I'll just check out for the next question. Okay, here's the next question. Uh, hi Grant, great to hear you. What is your views about tech companies if they are using notifications to change patterns of EQ? I guess this has got something to do with the, you know, how we use Facebook, we get notifications and somehow, you know, it helps us to just change our patterns to check out what is there for me. Did somebody like my Facebook comment or Facebook post or something like that? I think this question connects me to there. Yeah, look, I can answer that question because that, that doesn't make uh, a little bit, doesn't make total sense to me. So I, I want to make sure I'm answering the right question. So we might need to get that person to give us a supplementary. But it says, what is your views about tech companies if they are using notifications to change patterns? So that sounds a little bit conspiracy theory to me. Sounds a little bit clandestine. Um, I just want to get clarity on that one. Um, now, and, and I'm exercising emotional intelligence right now to do that. All right, because if I were to answer that based on what I think they're asking, I may create an issue for that person. So can we get a clarity around that question before I answer it? Yeah, I would request you, uh, those uh, people who have just asked questions to be very specific because uh, you know it's a little difficult to understand what exactly you're trying to say. So I request uh, whosoever has asked this question to be a little specific about I know what question you're asking. So we have another question coming up, Grant. How to create more positivity in yourself when there are more restrictions in your business due to COVID-19? That's a very valid question, actually. Very valid question and one that I have to answer you know, for myself every single day. So the first thing yeah. and comes back to that mindset. You know, where am I going to be in my mindset? Am I going to be fearful or am I going to be faithful? And, I'm, you know, I get to choose that. Am I going to consume negative or am I going to create my own destiny? All right. So that's that's the first thing. Gonna make a decision to be positive. Now, I certainly don't believe, and I know that we're not saying that, but I certainly don't believe that about positive mental attitude alone. Right? It's got to be backed up with action. So we do need to definitely make sure that we make a decision to be positive. Now, the key is more positive in than negative. So we've, look, I, I look at my coach, Brendan Bouchard. All right? I was just listening to him again this morning talk about this. He limits himself to two sessions of 15 minutes in total every day of consuming the news or any social media. Now, obviously, he's on social media doing his business stuff. I'm not talking about that. So he, he limits it. So if you're investing way too much time or more than 15 minutes on social media, you're feeding yourself and then out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So your self-talk will then be negative, particularly if there's something that you get confused about. So it's a decision. It's a decision about what you let in. However, it's also about all things in moderation, all things in balance. You know, it's okay to be negative. 
it's not okay to stay negative. So the other thing to do is to invest more time in the present. Yes, we've got to know about the future. Yes, there's lessons we can learn from the past, but let's be present right here, right now. And one little strategy that I use, I'm going to take 10 seconds to do it with everyone right now. I want every single one of you to close your eyes right now. And I want you to take a deep breath in. And then as you breathe that out, I want you to breathe out every negative thought that you have. Everything that you're thinking about that's worry, that's fear, that's you know not about what we're doing right now. And then I want you to breathe in again. And as you breathe out, I want you to set an intention to be fully present in this moment. Open your eyes, come back to the present, and you've made an intention, a decision to move forward. Wow, that's incredible, Grant. Thanks for sharing this one. I, I felt uh, the same way which you actually wanted to convey. So thank you very much for sparing your time all the way from Sydney, Australia, giving your valuable insights on the much needed topic in today's time, which is emotional intelligence and uh, what better it can be you know, coming from somebody who has done a lot of work into the same business industry and now helping other people to grow uh, their businesses as well as helping other people grow in their life. Once again, thank you very much, Grant Howard, for joining us, for giving your precious time and giving your valuable insights to all of us. I'm sure most of us will get benefit and will start taking it the practice and will change our lives in certain ways so grant thank you once again thanks a lot for your time and see you very soon let's stay in touch and we'll be you know inviting you for more and more interviews in the future <laughs> thank you so much sherry look uh, i don't take it lightly putting me in front of your community i really appreciate it and uh hey i'm just an ordinary guy with an outstanding wife five amazing kids who puts his pants on one leg at a time and I've just been on a journey of imperfection where I learn, implement, learn, implement. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to be with the team. Thanks, Grant. See you very soon. Goodbye. Take care. Bye-bye.